anybody that doubts the globe is essentially a flat earther. You don't have to call yourself a flat earther, <laughs> but you're, but you realize the globe doesn't make any sense. And it's okay to say, I don't know what this world is. That's the honest answer. Yeah. Right. But you know, the, We'll get into it on the show. We'll get into it on the show. I, I'll do the whole show before we do the show. So, oh yeah. <laughs> um, let, yeah. let me just look at my schedule. I mean, I, you know, there's a you know the comedian Stephen Wright. Oh yeah. You know he says uh, it's a small world, but I'd hate to paint it. So yeah. I I cracked the joke. It's a it's a small um, dome, but I'd hate to clean it. <clears throat> it's a small dome, but I'd hate to clean it. I think the sky is more flat. Yeah. No, well, we don't want to get a. I don't. I mean, <laughs> I watched the five-hour video. Ah, the where in the uh, the history of flat Earth, the lost history of flat Earth by E. Warnon. That was very interesting with all the frequency stuff. Did you watch it again? Dealing. What's that? Did you watch it a second time? I didn't. I will. I definitely <laughs> will. I just been. My brain's about to explode from all that this one. Shit going that on. one when it came to me, Doug. If you know my channel. I have all short videos and like five minutes is a long video for me. So I'm all yeah. about like, Hey, let me get you bite-sized pieces. And then somebody sent me that ad. I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm like, that's on the back burner. I'm not watching it. Then a couple more people send it to me and I was ran out of things to watch. I said, all right, I'll watch 10 minutes of this. See what, see what it's about. 10 minutes in. I'm like, Whoa, 20 minutes in. It was 11 o'clock at night, four o'clock in the morning. I was done. Yeah. Okay. I watched the whole thing <laughs> in one shot. Yeah, you can't turn it off after 20 minutes. I was like, I, and then, uh, what's his name? The, the Italian guy in Australia, Benaccio or? Uh, Santo Benaccio. Uh, I don't know if he's you, I don't, I don't follow him, but he's, you know, he's talking about Tataria and how it has to do with flat earth or something like that's where hell is. I, oh, I, I talk about that. Listen, Tataria, the whole, the whole, we'll get into it on the show because we're going to do a whole show now. Yeah. <clears throat> the windows, the windows got him water and kind of, you know, kind of like, hmm, you know, well, let's talk about that. Listen, I'm going to yeah. stop talking because I, I'm already recording. So this is this is fine. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to do the whole show before we do the show. This is what okay. we want to talk about. So normally There's Grace would normally Grace structures our our podcast and then we kind of go okay. one to one. So are you going to structure this and we're going to follow no, you? No, no, this is your show. So I'm going to do whatever you guys want. I'm here. I'm your guest. You ask me questions. Um, I'll do whatever you want. I'll dance like a monkey. I'll oh wait, it, Roy's your guest, I'll right? Roy, Roy. You brought David. Here. Yeah, he's yeah. been on. Um, yeah, so, oh, so I, I mean, start so off. Yeah. Typically, yeah. Roy would. Yes. Whoever brings a guest in sort of runs the. Right. So Roy, we're officially, and yes, that's okay. There's a little appetizer pre-recorded <laughs> for the audience. So go ahead, okay. Roy. This is what very important people in show business do before they go live. <laughs> And is uh, is Hartman coming, or are we? Uh... Well, it's supposedly, but go ahead. He'll just come in. I guess. Uh, David, do we have you for sixty minutes or ninety minutes, or what's the kind 90. of time slot with your schedule you, as well? You've got me for seventy-five minutes. How's that? Splitting hairs. Here's what's gonna happen. We're not gonna run out of stuff to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna get to a point where we're gonna wrap it up. And then we'll do part two another time. Okay. Where, where are, are you from? Are you from New York? I'm uh, I'm right adjacent to New York and Connecticut. Okay. I'm from Manhasset, Long Island. Oh, okay. I was just out in Fire Island last week. Oh, cool. Cool. You don't Ooh. know Scott Beck, do you? I know it's a small community out there. Scott Beck, no. Okay. <laughs> okay. We ready to rock and roll, gentlemen and ladies? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
take it away, Roy. <laughs> so welcome to Freedom International with the Freedom Broadcasters. The podcasters that we have is uh, Grace Assange with uh, Quantum Nars. We've got Steve Ferrero with Awakened Mind. We've got Chris Ryan with Mind Wars. And I'm Roy Collin of the Awakening Podcast. And today, our guest who I've had on my show is known as Flatter Dave, Dave Wise. What I would like to say is when I interviewed him, I actually mentioned that I never believed in the flat earth, but because of all the corruption going on at the moment, I was open to a conversation. During the conversation, he said, I thought you weren't a flat earther because there were so many different things that I mentioned. I downloaded his app because basically I thought it was a fascinating app. And I've been watching hours and hours and hours of content. So Dave, you've wasted probably 40 to 80 hours, but it's something that no, I can actually say that I do believe that the app, the earth is flat because <laughs> of a lot of things that we discussed. And I know that you'll have plenty of questions, but please welcome to the show. Right, thanks for having me. And uh, 40 to 80 hours of research, we call you an infant flat earther because you haven't even started to absorb content yet. So welcome. Um, and let me tell you something. I have not wasted your time. Has your life ever been more interesting than this? Has your mind been more on fire since you've been learning this stuff? Have you, you, you're, as you're learning this new stuff, your mind is opening up to this world. And jumping way forward is everything you guys have in your life is because of the way that you think. They've got us in fear, which shortens your mind. They have us in a globe, which is a prison. You're opening your mind, you're opening up your, your thought field and you are attracting more into your life. So your life has just begun. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so what, what I'd like to discuss is we've seen recently that Branson going off to space, so-called oh space, and uh, uh, Bezos with his penis ship. So just, I mean, yeah. like what I've noticed is with on Branson's ship, like you had the, the so-called pilot with all the masks and everything. They were in the background with nothing. So, yeah. So all they did was a um, parabolic flight and not even in that ship. You know what the, the zero G plane is, right? It goes up, it does a parabolic arc and uh, everybody in it floats around. This is the zero G plane. You can spend five grand and go up there, get um, five or 10 parabolic arcs for 45 seconds about of weightlessness. And um, you know, a lot of people do it, but um, these are people in the, in, in the, they're now just about to go weightless. And that's all they did. They designed it to look like Branson's ship or what, or, or um, Bezos's uh, rocket. And uh, that's all, that's all they did. They said he got four and a half minutes of weightlessness. Okay. Of continuous weightlessness in the edge of outer space. Where's that video? They only show you five second clips. Cut, 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 cut. It's a whole bunch of parabolic arcs. And if you look at um, Branson, he's about to throw up because that's very hard for your system to be in free fall like that. And in your vestibular system, you, you know, people can't survive in space like the people on the space station just, you know, going around doing their little tricks with water and flipping things around. So that's all they did. We exposed it so much that their high priest of scientism, Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, came out and said, uh, yeah, but they didn't really go to space. They just, you know, went up and he admitted it. He had to backstep. He had to move the globe post, as we say. And um, that's all that that's all that was. So it's, it's literally a stupid trick. 
and they always have the girl with the long hair flipping her hair around. Um, it's just it's just nonsense. This is this is both done on a zero G plane. This one looks like the space station. And this one's just an empty tube. So they can make it look like anything they want. They can make green screens. They could actually outfit it to look like whatever you want. And so, you know, when they show us stuff from the space station, it's done in a zero G plane. What I'm showing you right here real quick is this was live on television. And during the interview, all of a sudden they all slammed into the wall. They cut away. What happened was the parabolic arc went bad and they ran out of time and the astronauts fell to the wall because they were filming sideways. This is the end of a parabolic arc. And I turned that video sideways. It's the same thing. Okay. They said it was a catastrophic shift of the space station or the shuttle, or whatever they were in. Um, and that doesn't happen. This is just the end of a parabolic arc. Never, ever, ever will you see uncut footage. Now there are like three or four tours of the space station, but if you analyze it, cut, 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 all green screens, all nonsense. And the way they do it is when you look at the, you know, I got to bring, I got to get that. That's a video I don't have here. When they're, they, they go down one tube and up another and across another. And they're like, oh, how can, how can they do that? They're really just floating in one place. And when they grab something to pull it, they're not moving. They're moving the whole green screen space station through their position. But you can't tell. It looks like they're moving. It's so simple to do. Green screen technology is so far above what, you know, they show us what green screens can do, but it's, it's even beyond that. So I hope that explained that. I kind of went off. Oh, and, 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 and even kind of on that, because, you know, just from the discussion that I had with you, we're on about like the CGI. And since you mentioned it, I started looking out for it. It's everywhere. It's and everywhere. right? Everywhere. Once you spot it, you're going, yeah. what? And I believed all this stuff before. Yeah. You know, listen, I believed it all too. You know, people like you flat earthers, you'll never change your mind no matter what we show you. No, no. We already changed our mind. Lifelong of indoctrination. Then we looked, then we had the courage to say, I was wrong. I was duped. I was lied to. Nobody likes admitting that. And then we look and it, they, here's the thing. There's two schools of thought here. One, NASA is just a bunch of idiots and they really suck at what they do. Or two, they're purposely sticking it in our face as kind of like an intelligence test. I think I, I lean towards the second, you know, it's called revelation of the method where they always tell us what they're, what they're doing, excuse me. Um, you know, and they make it easy for anybody that has a thinking mind. The problem is people don't have thinking minds anymore. They're fluoridated. They're, they're uh, indoctrinated with the school schooling system, schooling. They, they bring us all together and they indoctrinate us with memorization and regurgitation. You know, if you have a thought that's outside of the textbook in school, what do you do with it? You can't do anything with it. And what about like what I found strange as well is you see uh, Obama a few times and also Bush mocking the flat earthers. Why would a president do that? Well, what they, you know? what they yeah, the reason they do that, it's called it's called controlled opposition and, and uh, predictive programming. They uh, they want you if you're going to search flat earth, they want you searching the flat earth society, because if you search the flat earth society or even if you search flat earth, it brings you to the flat earth society. Obama plugged the flat earth society I don't know, half a dozen times during his presidency and major speeches. He said, we don't have time for a meeting of the Flat Earth Society. Well, well, let me Flat Earth Society. Um, that's what Google will serve you. This is not Flat Earth. If, if I thought Flat Earth was this, 
you guys should laugh at me, okay? Because this isn't this is nonsense. No flat earther thinks that. No flat earther thinks that we're a disc in space with a bunch of other flat around planets. It, that's not what flat Earth is. But if you go Google flat Earth and you watch, I don't know, ten minutes or two hours worth of stuff, you're gonna laugh at flat Earth and you're never gonna look again because that's what they serve you. They don't serve you my videos, Eric DeBay's videos, Mark Sargent's videos, Jaronism videos. They don't serve you any of that. And that's what I created the app for because the app bypasses their algorithms. That app is never going to run out of content for you. Are you watching the, the daily video every day? That's, that, that, that's all you have to do is watch the daily video every day. One video a day when you're having your breakfast, watch the video. And then your mind will be more active. Like if you get up every day and like, Oh, he's going to go to work. You know, it's just the same dumb dumb. Your mind goes into a low state, not active. But you watch something stimulating at the beginning of the day, your mind's going to work all day to sort that stuff out. It's going to come up with new ideas. It's going to think. It's going to extend its reach. And your life's just going to get better. Besides the ridicule by your family and friends and, the, you know, being, being segregated from, uh, you know, all of the normies out there. But once you get used to that, uh, you make new friends. Well, what I've noticed is when I was telling people that I was going to have you on before, like they were all kind of laughing and everything. And there's a lot of people that have basically know they're like, I don't really know what to believe after seeing the interview. Good. That's all. And, and listen, anybody that's new to this and it's like, you know what? Dave made a lot of good points. Great. Don't believe me. Don't believe me. You got to go out and verify this stuff yourself. And here's the thing. There's lots of things that you can't verify. There's lots of things that work kind of flat earth and work kind of globe earth. So they don't prove either. There's lots of things that kind of only work out of flat earth. We can see too far. Okay. We can see way too far and uh, we can prove it. And it doesn't work on a ball. Like the radius, the line from the center of the earth to the surface. If this was the radius, right, you move that radius around. That's the curve of the earth. So our radius is just short of 4,000 miles. That's what they tell us. Okay. 4,000 miles. Right. So that has a curvature formula. You do their math and say, all right, you know, somebody at one foot off the ground should see the edge of the flat water like 1.22 miles away or something like that. Less than two miles away. Well, you can look, we can zoom out dozens of miles. We can see things super far, way beyond what they say. And not even using infrared now, some of the distances that we see, you would need a radius not a 4,000 miles of over a quarter of a million miles to see what we're seeing, to have enough, cur you know, less curvature because of a bigger ball, a quarter of a million miles wrong from 4,000, okay? If the Earth radius was a quarter of a million miles, we still have a problem, okay? <laughs> because it's, even if it was a ball, it's way, 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 way bigger than they're telling us. Just for, for just real quick, for the new people, what is the flat earth if it's not a disc floating in space? We're in what I call the earth pond. Everything we see in the sky is within the earth system, okay? Large bodies of water at rest lay flat. The word earth is 70% water. I believe it's more, but let's just go with what they tell us. 70% water and uh, it, it lays flat, scientifically, testably, provably, measurably flat. So. What holds in our water? Water needs a container. If you're going to take a tub, you're going to take a bath, and I snap my fingers and the bath disappeared, well, you're not taking a bath. If you're going to go swimming in a lake and the side of the lake disappeared, you're not going to go swimming in that lake. 
Antarctica is not a continent at the bottom of a ball. Like they tell us, it's not a continent at the bottom of the ball. Antarctica is the land that surrounds our world pond. Antarctica is the highest land on earth. Go look it up. It's the highest elevation on average earth. So Antarctica is the shoreline of our world pond that holds in our world, our world. It's not the edge of the world. So the first question you're gonna have is what's out here in this outer space? What's out here? Outer space, isn't that interesting? Okay, there is outer space. So this would be inner space. This would be outer space. Here's a map of uh, uh, a Japanese map, 10 centuries old, showing like 30 some odd continents out here. I never counted these, you probably count them one day. Um, what's up with that, okay? Right? What if uh, the world was set up like this, where we have, there was different suns, a different sun out here and another sun out here, right? And they circle around and we live here. Somebody here on this extra territory would be an extraterrestrial. And if they came to visit us, they'd be an extraterrestrial from outer space. They're not light years away, which is nonsense. Light years are nonsense. We're gonna talk about light year in a second, blow your mind. And they're from tens of thousands of miles away, you know, I don't even say more than tens of thousands, maybe a couple, 5,000, you know, whatever it is, 10,000. Um, that's what's out there. I believe that there are people out here that there's civilizations out here and they probably speak English. So, so let's just quickly talk about an extraterrestrial from outer space, the cosmos, you know, which, which they tell us about. This is crazy, right? The closest star, excluding our sun, right? They tell us that's a star also, is four and a half light years away. That's 25 trillion miles away, right? 25 trillion miles away. So Craig, you're, you're, you look like you're focusing here. If you were traveling, this is simple math. Don't let it stump you. If you were traveling a mile per second, how many miles will you go in one trillion seconds? One per second, one trillion seconds. How many miles have you gone? You're muted. So, one, 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 one trillion miles. Very simple. A mile per second. If you went for 10 seconds, you went 10 miles, right? Mm -hmm. If you went for a trillion seconds, you went a trillion miles. Okay. So have any of you traveled a mile per second? It's pretty, very fast. It's like, what is it? 3,600 miles an hour, right? It's faster than our fastest planes go. Um, so if you were traveling towards Alpha Centauri, the closest star for 1 trillion seconds, you're 1 25th of the way there because it's 25 trillion miles, right? It's just simple. Do you know how long 1 trillion seconds is? Anybody? Did, does anyone know it? Does anyone listen to my shows? 1 trillion seconds. You want to take a guess, Steve? Want to take a guess on how long? No, no. Get that calculator down. Put it down. Put the calculator <laughs> down. <laughs> how many, how long is 1 trillion miles? I'll give you a Bitcoin if you guess it within a day. <laughs> You're muted. I can't hear you. You're not muted, but I can't hear you. Uh, how long is 1 trillion miles? No, 1 trillion seconds. How long, how much oh. time is 1 trillion seconds? Is it a week? Is it a month? Is it a year? Oh, well, uh, I, I know it's a very, very long time. It's 31,000 years, okay? So if you're okay. traveling a mile a second mm -hmm. for 31,000 years, you are 125th of your way to the closest star. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for laughing. And guess what? 
the other stars are magnitudes farther than that. Polaris, 433 light years away. So it's over 400 times farther, Polaris. And you think that we can see that with our naked eye? We can see it. That's because it's here within the Earth system on the sky. Which yeah, but Dave, the, the Tegetans will tell you that it's they just plug in the frequency and the ship ends up there. They yeah. don't have to travel. <laughs> you know what I say to that? I say, uh, I'm slow on my buttons here. Cool story, bro. Cool story. <laughs> <laughs> and since you're talking about, you know, all these uh, distances, like we're big into kind of exposure and satism and symbolism as well. And apparently Earth is traveling at 66,627 miles per hour. 666, that kind of rings a bell, doesn't it? It's also tilted at 23.4 degrees off of 90 is 66.6 degrees, okay? Some people say it's orbiting, uh, no, no, that's that's what you said, 66,600. It's like, there's so many 666s in there, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Exactly. And uh, speaking of that, because I know that uh, uh, Steve is big into the symbolism and everything. So I pass it over to Steve. Thanks, Dave. Wait. And the, just before you go, the soul lure system, just remember that. We'll talk about the why they're trying to steal your soul. This, your soul is the currency of our world. And your job here is to maintain control of your soul and honor your soul. Your soul is a spark of, I say, the creator. You can put any word on it you want. Nice. Divinity. Wow. This is awesome to be with you. I love your style and your energy. And I mean, <laughs> I'm, look, I'm going to come at you like a fifth grader. Okay. I hope uh, so. No, fifth graders are very, they're very, they're very fierce on the flat earth. Now I'm scared. Go ahead. Yeah. Because you well, have to tell a fifth grader the earth is flat and they will chop your head off. Well, as you know, as Mark Twain always says, I never let my, I never let my uh, schooling interfere with my education. There you go. So, uh, I, you know, what's funny. It dawned on me, you know, the whole flat earth thing is that, that the sun is moving, not the earth, right? So, and I remember watching sunsets in Thailand and yes. like, I mean, you could see really far out and all of a sudden I'd always be like, the sun's getting there and then it just disappears. And I'm right. like, where, like, it where'd didn't it sort of sink, it just disappeared. And that- Where'd it go? Yeah, where'd that, it go? So, so we're gonna look at a couple different sunsets here and um, it all depends on where you are and uh, your your point of view, like here's a sunset in Bulgaria and uh, the air is um, very dry and there's no real blockage. The, the sky, um, the atmospheric deck becomes opa- opaque, but this one is not really making it opaque. And you'll see the sun just keeps on going away. Is this sun, whatever it is, moving, whatever that light is, I'm not, not saying what it is. Is it moving away? Or are you falling over backwards faster than the speed of sound and the sun's staying still? Because <laughs> if you're on a ball, you have to be falling over backwards to make the sunset. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By the way, I'm offering a hundred bitcoins. If anybody can come up with anything dumber than the heliocentric model, anything, anything, you can name anything. The germ theory. No, it's not dumber. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not dumber. Okay. By the uh, way, I'm completely huggable, available in the app. Oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'll give you my brief history of flat earth. I watched, you know, Netflix is a bastion of truth. We all know that. Oh, boy. And I watched... Ed, by, by Edward, was it Edward Bernays, the like nephew or whatever runs runs Netflix? The, the, Someone the, related to him, and he's he's yeah. Freud's nephew. Yeah, uh, yeah. At, it's like his... I, I don't know. And so I watched Behind the Curve, 
and we don't I don't want to talk about this movie because anything uh. on Netflix, I don't trust anyway. But they that one thing where they said they put this thing in a vacuum, this gravitrometer and they did some test and, you know, like this mechanism that measures curvature, uh, you know, so I that, remember. So, so I remember so, seeing that and go, OK, well, OK, Flat Earth is, is debunked, you know, like. Yeah. So the best proof that Glober has that the earth is flat. The two best proofs are from that movie where flat earthers proved the earth is a globe. Okay. So I got a problem with that. Okay. So there's two things that happened in the movie. We'll start with the ring laser gyro. They were talking about the, this the gyros hold rigidity in space. This is like a, a, a laser gyro. It's beyond my, beyond my ability to fully understand how it works. And they put it and it wrote, it measured about a 15 degree drift. Well, if the earth was turning, a gyro would drift, okay? But then airplanes wouldn't be able to fly because airplanes use gyros to know where level is. And if they're flying halfway around the world, they'd be upside down because the gyro would keep them upside down. So the whole thing is laughable at best. But so they were, while recording and they were kind of off camera and Bob um, from Globebusters, he's like, they're like, yeah, measure the 15 degree drift. He goes, we better not let the Globers have this information or they'll run wild with it, you know, until we understand what it means, because nobody really understood what it means. Because, you know, if I say I've got 50 cents um, in coins, what do I have? Do I have two quarters? Do I have five dimes? Do I have four dimes, two nickels? Do I have 50 pennies? There's a lot of things it could mean. OK, so. So they did a, a follow-up experiment to say, okay, well, let's see, is this drift of the earth spinning or is it drift of the ether, the luminescent ether moving? And the way they did that was, is they took it up to a high altitude, um, maybe in Denver or wherever, maybe they went up 10,000 feet or whatever. And at that other rotation, if it was earth uh, elevation, at, if it was earth rotating, no matter how high you are on a fixed surface attached to the earth, it would rotate 15 degrees per hour, but at higher elevations, it rotated at a different speed. That there, beyond a shadow of a doubt, proves that the Earth, it's not the Earth's spin that's doing it. And the other one was the laser project. Um, without getting into all the details, the laser melted before they can do it. They held a light through the hole. The guy couldn't see it. Then they held it up just like four feet higher. And the guy goes, oh, I see it. I think it needed to be like 20 feet higher if it was Earth curve that was hiding it. And then... Jaron goes, oh, that's interesting. Cut. That's where they cut the film. Then they bring it down. The guy goes, oh, and now I see it. There was trees in between. They didn't realize there's some branches that were moving around. And everybody walked away saying uh, that was inconclusive. If anything, it suggests that there's no curve. But everybody walked away. Even the flat earthers going, no, we're not going to use this as a proof. They edit it. They change it. The producer of this movie. I'm not going mm -hmm. to say anything that's going to get us a strike here. I'm not sure if you're putting this on ScrewTube or, or not is the same producer that was highly funded to do a hit on the um on the on the connecticut school event she did a hit piece against a guy named wolfgang who's the guy that wrote the book on school safety total hippie so this this is a paid off propaganda maker who made this film it's a netflix deception yeah i i can't watch netflix so i um i uh, pretty much that they say that it's not true means that it's true to me. Yeah. So, um, all right. So very, in a very simple way, where is earth in time and space and who built the dome and what's it made out of? I uh, was, my cousin built the dome. Um, nice. Plexiglass? <laughs> no, no, no. That was that they used. Um... Great question. 
I don't know if it's answerable. So here's the thing. I was, I guess, a full-on atheist. Never really labeled myself that. I believed in evolution, the Big Bang, the whole thing. Science is right. I, I used to be a monkey, but now I'm not. And then I was, you know, exposed to this flat earth stuff. And I went in to debunk it. And then I realized, okay, it is flat. It's not just the shape. It's like flat means intelligently designed. This is an intelligently designed system. And then I'm like, oh, crap. There's a creator, right? That's where I like to draw the line. We're, I'm in a position where I cannot deny that there's a creator, okay? Now, the Catholics, the Muslims, the Jews, everyone could start screaming their stories. Great, have a good time. I'll figure it out myself, okay? If you want to set an example for me of what your beliefs are and let me, oh, that's interesting. I used to like, I'd be watching a podcast and uh, whatever it's on, some conspiracy, some the pyramids, 9-11, whatever. And as soon as they mentioned the Bible or Jesus, I'm like, tear up my notes. These guys are done, unsubscribe. They're religious <laughs> fanatics. But now I'm like, huh, that's interesting. It's in the Bible too. Like, you know, page one of the Bible is Bob's, uh, Bob, uh, God separated the waters from the waters and, and created the firmament. That's on page one. What else is in the Bible? Well, there's over 200 verses in the Bible talking about a flat, immovable earth. Okay. The only, you know, but here's the thing. I never lead with the Bible. You don't need it because for a Bible person, great. That's good for them. But if somebody that doesn't believe in the Bible, then you're wasting your time. Show them the science. And then the tagline is, yeah, and it's in the Bible too. Go check it out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause you don't, you don't need to lead with the Bible. My co-host Matt Long from uh, um, woke town is the name of his YouTube channel. Thank God I remembered that. Um, Cause every time I say his, his channel, I get a dollar and uh, um, he is the Bible guy. He leads with the Bible, which I love it. It's great. We go back and forth and it's amazing. So mm -hmm. again, you know, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, well, you also I've seen you on an interview where you talk about the toroid and the electromagnetic stuff. And that's where you had me, because I, I, I think there's something toroidal about everything. And oh, absolutely. Where, you know, our heart is a toroidal field. That's why they don't want us getting within six feet of anybody because we might interact some energy. And that's you know, really bad. Um, yeah. I believe that we live on a plane inside a toroidal field. What's above us? What's below us? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all mm -hmm. fun to speculate, but all we can do is we can talk about what we're, what we can physically touch saying, Hey, I know what planets are. No, I don't. I have a theory. I have an idea, mm -hmm. you know, the moon biggest mystery of all to everybody, but it's provably not a rock reflecting sunlight. Go outside and find a, you know, like a cement, piece of cement well, the sphere would be great okay a cement sphere and look at it during the day and ask yourself does that look like the moon does that is that casting light off so bright that 238,000 miles away somebody can see it and and it's casting shadows on the ground right mm. and that it makes absolutely no sense i mean we see the moon mm. It lights our way if you're in the middle of nowhere and there's no lights and the moon is out you know you can not even do your lights you can drive you can read a book casting yeah. shadows on the ground right and if you well, look how at far, how far i've heard um <clears throat> benuccio say that the planets are 60 miles in the air or something like that well I, that's you know what i think they're very close i think they're okay. just a few but, miles away because i'm not that well versed in flat earth is the sun generating heat is it this ball of the you know sun is electric 
Think of the sun as electric in nature. You know what? The solar panels are capturing electricity. They're not capturing photons that are poking out boron molecules and creating a current. They're capturing electricity. Put a plant in front of an electric light. Put a plant in front of a fireplace. Watch what happens mm-hmm. to each of them. One of them will grow. One of them will shrivel up and die. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, so the sun is sending electricity here. It's heating everything, right? It, uh, I don't even know if the sun is hot. Couldn't tell you. And I don't it's even like know a big the toaster oven. What's that? Like a big toaster oven. Well, it, it's it's like um, if you take a magnifying glass and you focus that point of light, and you're not busy burning ants, which I know you did. Don't deny it. Okay. Yeah, I've done it. So yeah, of, of course you've done it. And um, <laughs> I don't know how do ants survive. Everyone burns them with magnifying glasses. They should be extinct by now. I think I pulled little- their legs off too. I was such a horrible little kid. Yeah. yeah. So so. So go out and do it again. Don't burn the ants. So focus that light with a magnifying glass and look at it. It looks like a sphere. It looks like a sun. It's amazing. Okay. And then lift that up six inches or a foot. It's gone. It's not really gone. It's still there. It's just in the air. I believe that the dome is the lens and the okay. real sun is shining through that lens. And we're seeing the reflection or that focal point relative to our own position. You and I like standing this- outside 50 yards apart, see the sun, the moon, everything in different positions. And just one last thing I was going to say, we sent a balloon up in, I believe it was Arizona, super clear night. We had the cameras pointing up, not down. And before it even took off, we could see all the stars. Amazing. Clear night. What's going to happen when it gets to 10,000 feet? It's going to see more stars. It's going to be brighter and brighter, right? Mm-hmm. As it went up, when it got to like 50, 60, 70,000 feet, all the stars were gone. Do you know okay. what that means? Because I don't. Okay. Okay. So, so we're part of this earth system. All of those lights we see in the sky are part of us. It's all electric magnetic connections. You know, astrology is the real science. I used to laugh at people that believe in astrology. You are so stupid. How does Mars in retrograde 25 million miles away affect my life in any way, such a form? We can't even affect the tides. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I realized, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, all of those wandering stars, which they renamed recently to planets, um, are right here within our Earth system. Right? Okay. I, I do don't you believe, know. Do you believe? Um, all right. Well, this is, I'll roll a bunch of stuff into one. So essentially, the heliocentric model is the only way to have intergalactic space and aliens, I guess. And, <laughs> yeah. and the flat Earth basically negates the the existence of such intergalactic space and aliens so so one intergalactic space doesn't exist right because we don't believe in infinite space um aliens remember they're going to come from the if they're at alpha centauri how long is it going to take them to get here again (laughs) if they can travel yeah but they but maybe they just space put in the frequency and they're here maybe yeah yeah that cool story again um yeah so so the, to believe in the heliocentric model is just such a, a fairy tale, uh, ridiculous. You have to believe you're spinning at 1,000 miles an hour, orbiting 66,000, chasing it at over half a million miles an hour while that's moving sideways, okay? Mm-hmm. And with, you know, just in this one chasing the sun motion, we move 4.4 billion miles every year. But we look up, Polaris hasn't moved. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Go look at the stars tonight, look at them next year, same night, or in 10 years, same night. Stars so moved. what are what are the planets or what is Saturn? Is it is it a ball in the sky 60 miles up and it's 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 nothing. Know. It's inert. 
No, no. Saturn is, they're all named after gods. I don't know. I don't know what they are. You know, there's a lot of worship is, of these planets and, and uh, the, the elite take their your, alignments. Does your toroidal theory give any credence that there may be an energetic, etheric overlay of Saturn that, you know, like the stars matter or the planets matter to us? They're affecting us energetically. Absolutely. 100%. You got watch Santos Bonacci. He's he's the master at this stuff. Okay. Um he know he he gets he's way over my head. Um but yeah. I love you know watching his stuff. But um if you look at at the stars, you know, this is the star Arcturus. Does that look like a burning ball, you know, 100 trillion miles away? Looks like a meteor on fire. It looks like something, right? Look at yeah. this. This is uh this is um Capella, I believe. Yeah. It, crazy. Right. Mm -hmm. It's got like these geometric patterns in it. Here's Sirius. Looks like it's underwater. Right. Wow. Here's, here's a whole bunch of stuff. So then the whole thing about the Anunnaki and all that's just complete rubbish. But hang on. You can you can you can lay your you know, people like what about the secret space program? Well, I believe there's a secret propulsion program. And where are they going? Where are all of the largest telescopes in the world? First, they're owned by the Vatican. And they're all in the outer southern lands. They're not looking up into the sky. They're looking south. Mm-hmm. No matter what direction you point across the plane, you're pointing south. Sounds crazy, right? I'll show you yeah. how it's not. South is every direction. Okay, so let me uh, let me let me just show you this, and then I'll, I'll get to where I'm going. So on the flat Earth, the magnetic we believe there's a magnetic mountain in the center, a magnetic force coming out of the center of the toroidal field, and all compasses will point. I'm trying to push this compass west. Well, west is not a straight line. I have to keep turning to make sure that compass, that north is pointing towards the center. West mm -hmm. is not that way. That's south. East is not that way. That's south. Mm -hmm. Right? North is not that well. North is that way. But as soon as if I keep going, I'll be going south. So I'm going to try to go dead west here, and I'm not going to correct to the north. The second I start moving, I'm heading south. Boom, I'm heading south. Mm -hmm. South is every direction away from the center. Mm -hmm. Ask a compass, get a compass, get a magnet, check it out. South okay. is every one of these straight lines is south. Now, if I'm here and I head north, 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 now I'm heading south, right? If I try to mm -hmm. go west, south. If I try to go south, I don't magically pop up over here like I should on a ball. I just go south and I never come back. So are the plates moving? Are there tectonic plates and they are nope. moving? Nope. Nope. Now there might be little rumblings and earthquake stuff and uh, because of um, lava tubes, but we're not, we're not um, in a, in a ball, you know, with a, with a lava center. That is ridiculous. The, the deepest hole ever dug is the great borehole in Russia. It's less than eight miles deep and they hit a, an impenetrable barrier that they couldn't get through. Right. While they were digging that hole for that first seven and a half, eight miles, um, they were trying to guess what they're going to hit with their ground penetrating radar. And they were wrong every step of the way, but somehow after hitting this impenetrable barrier, uh, they know what the next 4,000 miles is. Uh, sorry. Yeah. That's, that's, I got you. That's pseudo. So just real, cause the time's running and um, yeah. I want to ask you. Uh, uh, so basically going back to a simplistic question, the sun is in the center heating things and the perimeter of this, of the, of the flat earth is cold and there's an ice cap, ice cap that sort of 
is like a bit forms a bathtub. Is that <clears throat> well, no, not really. Think of us as a pond in in Kansas. Kansas is big. We're just a 10 mile around pond and Kansas is big. What's out mm -hmm. there? There could be more land, more oceans. I it would be crazy not to think that there's not more oceans and lands beyond the shoreline of Antarctica, unless it's just frozen ice mm -hmm. forever and ever because the sun, our sun is here. I believe it's a very it's possible that our sun used the, the sun that before our sun um, migrated outwards and all of the ancient civilizations migrated out with them. Now that sun is out here and a new sun is born in the center underneath the star. Hmm. Okay. So are there other universes? Are there, are there other flat earths? So I don't know, but across this plane, there could be other puddles. There could be a trillion okay. other puddles. There gotcha. could be two other puddles. There could gotcha. be rings around us. There could be, you know, it could just be peppered all over the place. That gotcha. makes a lot of sense to me. But again, anything beyond the shoreline of Antarctica because of the Antarctic Treaty, no one's allowed to explore. You're not even allowed to bring fuel beyond 60 degrees south. Yeah. Right? All right. What's so the last here? question I'll ask because of time. Wait, oh, hold on. Many hold on. We, have, right? we, have, we have a few minutes. We have a little time. Are you guys running out of time? Well, you're, you said you had a hard stop in, in a half hour about did I say that? It's time flying yeah. that fast, huh? Um, yeah. I have a hard stop. No, no, I have a, I have another I have another hour. I'm good. Okay. I'm good. We don't have to go another hour, but I have I have time. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Okay, got you. Um, so so let's talk about seasons, where the how the sun moves, and maybe this will really help you. And I, I'm gonna show my app. Um, I don't know if you, you guys have probably seen it, but it's always good to look at it again. So you can see that. Can you see mm -hmm. my app? Yeah. All right. So so this is um, the Flat Earth, Sun, Moon and Zodiac Clock app. This, so we live. This is our pond. The shoreline of our pond is out here. OK, this is the shoreline of Antarctica. What's out here? I don't know. OK, so our sun goes around once every 24 hours. Our sun is the hour hand. Wherever the sun is, it's um, noon there. So right mm -hmm. now it's like noon in Alaska. It's noon, you know, it's going around. But the inner yellow line is the Tropic of Cancer. The outer yellow line is the Tropic of Capricorn. And the red line in the middle is the equator. Right now, the sun is migrating out. It goes six months out and six months back in. And it's approaching the equator. Come September 21st, it'll be right over that red line. And that's why we call it the equinox, because it's equal. It's halfway out on its journey, right? If I jump forward to October, November, December to December, it's over the Tropic of Capricorn and the Central America, Southern Africa, Australia is having their winter, their, their summer, because think about it. The sun's over your head. It's close to you. It's over your head. It's, it's high. It's over your head. And that's where you get the warmth. Six months later, you know, right now it's winter in the north. You know, look how far it is from the north. It's summer mm -hmm. in Australia. But if I jump forward six months, it's over. Now it's winter in the outer lands and summer in the inner lands. Okay. Australia, the sun is farther away. Mm. A, just a simple analogy, an experiment you can do at home. Two people go outside when it's really cold out, snowing, whatever, and sit down 15 feet apart, 20 feet apart, whatever, and get somebody with a big awesome heat lamp and hold it over one of your heads, 10 feet over your head. That's your summer sun. It's high in the sky. It's close. It's warming you. And the other person mm -hmm. that sees that it's lower in the sky to them. It's way over there. It's lower and they could barely feel the heat. That's your mm -hmm. winter sun. 
and the sun migrates in and out. And that's how seasons work. Because if you really start getting into it and looking at seasons on the um, seasons on the ball, it, it, the, it makes no sense because it would be arctically freezing at sunrise every day if the tilt if the tilt model was was is, real. is there something mechanical to the to the sun mechanical um i i you know i think that the sun that we see is just a reflection i don't know what the real source of the sun is maybe it's you know maybe it's god i don't know i have mm -hmm. no idea it's a focused point of energy here everything relies on the sun the sun gives us all of the energy we're electrical beings plants are electrical everything's electrical i actually think every single material on this earth including rocks were once alive mm. Mm. all right yeah. so so yep. so so just real real quick while we're in the app i want to show you a new feature that's coming out because nothing better than finding other like-minded people uh like yourself so the app has tons of features you know from from images it's just loading because i just loaded the app where you can look at, you know, like, Hey, did we go to the moon? Yeah. We went in this thing. Okay. <laughs> With Reynolds wrap. Yeah. Reynolds wrap, <laughs> cellophane, curtain rods. Right. So, well, so I also, you know, with the moon, I thought, how did they put their space suits on in, in the, inside that little tiny. And, and everyone's saying, wait until 2024, we're going back to the moon. Well, they just canceled that because they don't have spacesuits yet. But wait, so actually, I, I forgot about this question. Then what was Apollo 13, a total PSYOP? And, total and everyone PSYOP, the whole thing. No one's ever gone anywhere in a rocket. Nobody yeah, but so ever. Was everyone at Houston Control in, were they acting? Oh. No, no, no. Because we uh, there was an interview of a mission control person, and they said they practice in simulations so many times that when the real thing happened, they couldn't tell the difference because there was no difference. They're just being fed data from a remote server and they're following dots on screens and they're, they're oh, I heard a ping. We got a photon, you know, nonsense. But let me show you this real quick. This is coming. It's not out yet or it's taking the development's taking a little longer than I wanted. But if you hit, click the handshake, up comes a map of the world and all of these blue dots. I only have like 10 or 15 testers on here. These are people that are um, other flat earthers. So if I click one of them, I can uh, look, there's Karen B and I hey, can Karen. send her a message. I can tap on the message and, and send her a message. That Come way on. you can find flat earthers near you. Um, here's two, oh, three in Europe. New one popped up, new testers. But this is only like a dozen or two dozen dots on here. Yeah. When this goes live, there's going to be a hundred thousand dots on here. That's crazy. <laughs> okay. Man. It's going to be crazy. But um, it's a good way to find like-minded people. You're at the beach one day and you say, hey, you know, there's other flat earther here. Hey, I'm going over to Tiki Bar. Meet me. I'm the guy with the gray hat. Swipe okay? right. Yeah. Um, great way. Great, super fun, um, super fun thing to, to look awesome. at. That's awesome. All right. The Any last question questions? I have, because, you know, we don't want it to go crazy because then people. So I want to pass it to Chris. Um, it doesn't matter what you believe, but if there, I've heard that the dome has these windows and there's water outside the dome and that there was the great flood. They opened the windows and like, I mean, I, you know, mentally I can get it, but it, it seems slightly like, so, so there's like sliding windows that hold all this water in and. Well, that's because you're thinking, you're thinking three-dimensionally and not with, you know, the, the, the dimensions of the sky. I believe that the heavens that are above us, whatever they are, are right there. They're, where the clouds are it's close mm. um, I got you. so so ask yourself this when does it rain heavy 
When does it rain heavy? What kind of pressure it, system? In Asia, it's usually there's seasons. Like there's what, like well, three when, when you have a downpour, what what causes a downpour? What kind of pressure? High pressure or low pressure? I, for, I forget. Low pressure. Low pressure okay. brings storms in. So a hurricane is really low pressure. And if you've ever been in a hurricane, water pours out of the sky. Low pressure. So I view it that... We're in this high pressure system. That high pressure is holding the waters above out. Okay. So if you've been in a hurricane, there's so much water comes out of the sky. You look at floods, like how is that trillions of tons of water floating in the sky? I could fly an airplane right through it and the windows barely get wet. Yes, clouds do hold moisture, but not this kind of moisture. That's coming from somewhere else. And the low pressure is letting it come into our three dimensional world. Um, that's my belief. Um, you know, I believe that space is water and there's water below us and water above us. If you look at a bubble in a pot that you're boiling water, look at the zoom in on that bubble. Well, there's a flat surface. If you're in the middle of that bubble, there's a dome over your head. It's not physical. And that high pressure is holding the water out. If you lowered the pressure, the water would come in. Okay. I mean, the last thing I'll say quickly before I pass you to, I'll pass you to Chris. Um, like I, you know, in a very simple, I think about the dome, you know, being somehow mechanically attached to the ground. And, you know, so, I mean, these things are, if you think like that, it's, it's kind of like, uh, okay, but I'm not saying I don't, I personally, I, any, um, you know, Brian Cox supports the sphere theory. So basically I, <laughs> I say there's no way it's true. Lying box. Yeah. yeah. And NASA so, stands for never a straight answer, but this is a good point to give you so to Chris here. I, I'll answer your question. And then we'll go with Chris. Um, this dome doesn't look like this. This dome is so friggin' high. This is thousands and thousands of miles up in the sky. I believe um, if you watch the show Globusters, I recommend everybody. There's a Wednesday night show and a Sunday show, and then you can just watch it on you know after it's recorded. Um, they did a show just the other day or, or recently talking about. Um, I think it was just yesterday, and uh, the that when we shoot rockets up and shoot things up. They only go 62 miles. Something's up there at 62 miles. So if the dome is 62 miles above us, it would be so close down here. You'd barely be able to see it, you know, on this scale. It would almost be touching on this scale. So I kind of think that the sky that we see is flat and it's whatever it is, it's turning. And the fixed stars are fixed all at the same distance within that, um, that layer. And then the wandering stars, the planets, they're moving on their own layer. And the, the thing is, they repeat. We know exactly where they're going to be always. Well, the best supercomputers in the world can't predict um, three bodies. They're going to pick two bodies. You can make a simulation. you got things going in orbits. Add one more body, and the entire thing goes into chaos mode. Well, how does the solar system repeat? How do eclipses repeat every 18 years? How do the moon cycles repeat? None of it makes any sense because just a little tug from one alignment on our moon or anything, everything would change, but it never changes. Did you know the eclipses repeat every 18 years? The same cycles. It's crazy. It, so is it mechanical? Well, that's the best word that I can come up with. You know, I think it is. They are fixed in their positions. Well, thanks for your time. I'll give you to Chris and... Uh, it's, I, I have like, I could, you know, a lot of questions, but look forward to hearing what you guys chat, chat about. Cheers, Steve. Hi, Dave. Hey. Um, 
first one I want to come at is a lot of people, including myself, have said in the past, you know, doesn't matter if it's a globe, a flat earth, a triangle, we'll say what significance does it really have in our life? So I'm always kind of enthusiastic as to, like I do massive research in so much things that with the bloodlines, the Illuminati, the New World Order, all that for years and years and years, but it never really went down the actual flat earth route itself. I guess I found it, it wasn't so significant or to something I was going to pause for a moment and get on to that stage. It was always there on the to-do stage, but at a later stage. So my question kind of would be on it from what I know of flat earth was, you know, out in the open a long, long time ago, it was out in the open and, and that was it. Then all of a sudden globalization comes around the place. It all gets enclosed all of a sudden. And then now it's the most wanted, one of the most controversial topics that they want, don't want you knowing about whatsoever. Yeah. So why, why is it, I suppose, so bloody controversial that, well, that why does it matter to these elites? And now more than ever in this, in the day we're in today, 2021, yeah. globalization is, Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, let me answer that. And uh, the thing is, do you know how long the globe lie has been around? Not a particular date, no. It's uh, less than 100 years. Uh, You guys have to watch my interview with Ruth. I'll send you uh, an email with a link in this. Um, I was interviewing her about the World's Fairs because she had been to them as a child. And um, she had such a great memory. I asked her what did they teach her about the earth in elementary school? And she said, they taught me the earth was flat. I had never mentioned flat earth to her. And we found other people in other countries that said in the 1930s, she's in the 1920s, um, they were teaching flat earth. And we found newspaper articles from the New York journal. That's the New York times now um, talk about teachers being persecuted for trying to teach heliocentrism in public schools, not even religious schools. Okay. So this entire thing, then they hit us with the wars and depression and all sorts of stuff basically to scatter us. There was a reset, a reset, great reset, fascinating, right? In uh, 1920, okay? Great reset in 1920, right? There was also another reset in uh, 1820 uh, where they had cholera and, and 1720, they had the plague, right? 1920 was Spanish flu. Everybody's wearing uh, face diapers and where, and getting the the... the thing in their arm and there was a great reset so what's going on one thing history teaches us is that people don't learn from history okay so that that's what's going on there so why why when someone says why does it matter this is the most important secret that the elite have everything revolves around this because if you could live in fear shortage right? Kim Jong-un is going to blow us up with nuclear bombs that don't exist. We're running out of water, which is impossible because there's infinite water. We're running out of food that's impossible because the entire world could live in Texas with plenty of room, okay? They're, they're, we're running out of uh, you know, climate change. That Climate changes. It's what they're doing in the skies, whatever it is. That, that's the real issue. Um, they're, they're controlling us and the way they control us is because your mind as i was talking about in the beginning isn't expanding it's being stifled it's being it's being shut in a ball and then it's also being put in fear which makes it smaller and then it's also being fluoridated which makes it not work okay and then it's also being poisoned all these other ways where you aren't able to function and and, and attend you know and become your true self okay this is the most important thing of our time. Dave, with all the craziness in the world, why are you talking about flat earth? Because this is how they imprison us. They start with our mind. They imprison us two ways. One, in our mind, okay? So they imprison us in this fear, 
enclosed, you know, it's allegory of the cave, you know, the movie where the people are in the box and they want to see the shadows and they don't know there's any world outside there. That's how they have us. They have us going, what difference does it make? I'm, I'm here, you know? If you lived in an apartment building that didn't have any windows or doors and you were told this is the whole world, well, what, what difference does it make? You might as well just stay in there. That's ridiculous, okay? Um, and then the other thing, they control us physically with their monetary system. We're playing on their monopoly board. Okay, the lead of this world control the money, right? Money's fake. We're playing on their Monopoly board. You guys play Monopoly, right? right? <clears throat> Go read the directions on Monopoly. It says when the bank runs out of money, you know what you're supposed to do? Just get pieces of paper and write more money on it, okay? We're playing on their Monopoly board. We need to wake up, put on your big boy pants, figure out who you are, where you are, what this place is, tell everybody else, maintain control of your soul, and stop playing monopoly with them we need to get over into privacy cryptocurrencies not their cryptocurrencies because they're going to try to put us in a centralized cryptocurrency that's worse than their fiat dollar system we need to go into private cryptocurrencies if you don't understand what that is tune into jaronism's crypto class every friday night check it out okay learn about this because this is coming there's two two ways it can go if everyone goes oh we're going to go with the government crypto we're slaves for a thousand years or we go to privacy cryptocurrency and all of those bankers, all of those elites just disappear. They just vanish because they no longer matter and they no longer have control over us. So why does it matter? That's, that's why it matters. Fair enough. So do you, the actual, the earth itself you're saying um, that is actually flat. Do you believe it's it's flat or it's slightly, slightly oval sort of shape and there's actually I believe that you mentioned Santos Bonacci earlier he believes that there's about seven layers that actually um, goes down underneath it well and his layers are all flat you have different heavens and different densities and stuff mm -hmm. great story I buy it if you said hey we're going to reveal the truth is Santos right I'd say he's 90% right that's what I would go with okay um I I again I don't know but you have to believe you know this is what the heliocentric model says. The six, you're orbiting at 66,000 miles around, okay? How fast is 66,000 miles an hour? So here is the hypersonic rocket sled. Watch, it's gonna come by at Mach 8.6. Ready, watch it. Did you see it? Okay, show you again. Mach 8.6, we are orbiting the sun 10 times faster than that. Okay, speeding up and slowing down, speeding up and slowing down every year, 10 times faster than that. We're chasing the sun, chasing the sun 90 times faster than that. Okay, what happens if you're in a car on a straight road and you have a dinner plate and you fill it with water to the brim? Maybe doing okay if the car is really well made, and you're going straight, but as soon as that car starts turning or speeds up and slows down, that water's gone. But we have lakes that are like this. We have lakes that are mirrors. We're going 10 times faster than that rocket sled in one direction, curving, and 90 times in another direction. And I'm ignoring the fourth direction. But we have lakes that look like this. Come on. So the I know you mentioned Santos as well. I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately. Well, I got into Santos years ago through the common law stuff. He's in Australia, but only more recently with the the actual uh, flat earth stuff, I started tuning in a small bit to him. And he also mentions that, you know, 
every couple of minutes nearly he mentions Copernicus, Copernicus theory, the Nicholas Copernicus theory, that everybody needs to go watch this and look at this and that so much stuff is, is based. So he kept making a massive reference to that all the time. How significant, how significant um, is that from your research as well? So if these guys were real, whether they're real or not, they're all Freemasons, okay? This is a story, his story, okay? Mm. I don't believe anything they tell us before 18, uh, the 1890s, uh, early 1900s is real. I think um, there was a massive reset. You know, they tell us like 60 million people died from the, from the Spanish flu. I think it was way more than that. I think it could be 10 times more. I don't know how many people are around, but I think it was a massive reset of the population. If you, look, if you start looking into Tataria and all this stuff, you know, our transatlantic railroad wasn't built. It was excavated out of the mud. Okay. It was here from a previous civilization. You go look at the, you know, look at the buildings in Prague and the, the clock in Prague, advanced civilizations, giants, nothing like they tell us. This place is nothing like they tell us. Tune in to Flat Earth British with Martin Leakey. He goes into this stuff. Uh, John Levy, J-O-N-L-E-V-I. Uh, he does 20 minute videos every week. Amazing. And you'll never like now, like first, when I go outside, besides the zombie, zombie apocalypse that's going on, it freaks me out. But if I go for a walk in the woods, everything I see is with new eyes. It's like, those aren't rocks. Those are trees. It's like, it's incredible what you're, what, what you can see once your eyes are open. But, you know, they, they get us to go to school preschool and then kindergarten and then first grade. These are the formative years of your life where they are indoctrinating you with nonsense. The first worksheet a kid bring, brings home is the sun and the moon and the earth and who goes around what and what goes around what, right? That's like one of the first worksheets you bring home, right? As I said earlier, try telling a seven-year-old or a 10-year-old that the earth is flat, chop your head off because they're so far indoctrinated, it's ridiculous. Did you guys ever look at yeah. the plane routes? Did we do that? <laughs> go, go ahead, sorry, Chris, next question. <laughs> yeah, I was saying basically since since you actually got into it, I believe in the last couple of years, it might be, was it, is it 2015, am I right in saying that? Or was it before that you got into Flat Earth? Is it long, long About before 2015. Yeah. 2015, yeah, I laughed at it before that. And you briefly mentioned the kind of background on that itself. And you mentioned, you know, uh, sort of divide between family and friends. You lose some, but you also gain a whole new family as well. How, how was that for you in a personal experience? Was it good, bad, and different? Because I know I can personally speak myself, well, not in regards to a flat earth, but in the last year and a half, you know, I won't say you've lost a lot of people, but you've kind of opened your eyes to what you thought people's intelligence or IQ was, and it's seriously massively dropped. But you gained a whole new family, especially through podcasting and connecting with people around the world. So how was your story sure. on that? You know, to say it's a good or bad, you know, you can look at it both ways. It's really good and it's really bad at the same time. So, you know, you know the story about the monk who won the ticket. He won the new Beamer and it was like, you're so lucky. He's like, I am. He goes, maybe. And then he was driving the Beamer and he fell off a cliff and, uh, you know, he broke his leg. He's in the hospital and they're like, oh, my God, you're so unlucky. He goes, oh, maybe. While he was in the hospital, it was a mudslide. His entire town got buried and everybody died. And they're, and they're like, oh, my God, you're so lucky. And he's like, well, maybe. And the story goes on and on and on and on. So I just take this journey. Like my brother and sister, we've never discussed Flat Earth. We've never discussed politics. We've never discussed the Rona. We've never discussed anything because if we do, it's going to just go really bad. My mother passed away during this Rona thing by herself, okay, because of insanity. And I haven't spoken with the brother and sister in almost a year since the day she died. It's horrible, but it is what it is. I'd rather not fight with them. So we don't really talk. Um, 
some of my best friends, they they can't handle the truth. They think the thing that happened in New York was real. Okay. I can't, I, I can't really talk to them. So that's okay. They're having their journey. I don't hate anybody. And I've gained new friends. We're having a conference in South Carolina on October called Flattoberfest. And if anybody is in that area um, and can come, I'm driving 13 hours to get there. Uh, the, it's called flatearthfestivals.com. It's also linked in my app. Um, check that out. Again, there'll be hundreds and hundreds of like-minded people. Every single person you, that you'll see there, you have more in common with than anybody you could possibly meet at a party or in a bar or anything. Already, it's like you have so much in common, it's unreal how, how amazing it is you know, to have people like that. That's why I made the Flat Earth Friend Finder um, on the app, because that's going to bring, excuse me, that's going to bring so many people together. Was there something you were going to show us just before I had a question before that you wanted to get onto? No, what was that? Oh, um, I was going to talk about plane flights. Um, just that's as another, another proof of the, of the earth. So this is how they tell us a plane flight goes from um, Mexico City to Tokyo. Well, this is how it actually goes, but this is how they tell us it goes. It actually goes right over Alaska, okay? And there's so, so many flights go over Alaska because Alaska is right in the middle of the flat earth. If you want to go um, from, Santi from uh, Santiago to Australia, this is the route that they take. It's crazy. But if you want to go to Western Australia, Western Australia, it goes all the way up, goes all the way over here, and then all the way down. And if you look at that on a flat earth map, it goes all the way up across over here, the Far East, Singapore, and to Western Australia. It's a straight line. That's why they're showing it going this way. There's so many other plane routes that, uh, that prove the Earth is flat. Here's the thing. NASA is, is in control of GPS, radar, and all international um, and long-distance flight routes, right? NASA, the liars at NASA, which we, we know they're liars. Um, so they're the one, sometimes there's an emergency and there has to be some, they have to land, you know, the plane has to land and they land in the most obscure places as I'm trying to find, a, um, one of the maps. Um, there's a, a flight from Taiwan to, where was it to Taiwan to California, I think to LA, yeah, Taiwan, Taiwan to, to LA. And during the middle of the flight. Uh, there was an emergency. They needed to land immediately. And uh, they were right, according to the flight path, right over, here it is. Um, I think here it is. They were right over, here, here it is. So Taiwan to LA, they were right here. Could have landed in Hawaii, could have kept going. But instead, they went way out of the way, hundreds, if not a thousand miles or more out of the way to Alaska. This is the route that they told you they were going. But this was the actual route. Taiwan, emergency, Alaska. Hawaii is all the way out here, okay? There's over a hundred, no, not over a hundred. There's 16, now 17, documented um, emergency landings that prove the flat earth. Every single one of them, they landed in some crazy place if you're looking at the globe. But if you drew a line from the origin to the destination, they landed right along that line somewhere. How many pilots do you reckon actually know this? 
I'd say half of them at this point, half, because we talked to many pilots, but the pilots, uh, they talk about it amongst themselves, but they can't talk about it publicly because they have to keep their jobs. Uh, We interviewed on Globusters, again, a KLM pilot, a female, uh, tons of experience. She was telling me how Earth is flat, how they film the moon when they're going on these trips and uh, and, uh, film the sun and how, how gyros work, everything. Next day, boom, grounded. Then she disappeared. Okay, we've had pilots um, that are that have been doing lectures around the world, but you don't see this stuff again in the app under the frequently asked questions. What about pilots and scientists? All the videos are there. You try to search for that stuff. Pilot says Earth is flat. You're going to get they're all of their psyop videos, all of their propaganda videos, psyop man, Dan, and, and uh, not professor Dave and Bill lie, the lying guy, all of these, all of these propaganda videos. You can even search some of our videos by name and channel name, and you'll still get all of those videos. Okay. Why are they pushing those videos? Cause those are for weak minds. Those are for people not willing to do the work. You know, here's the problem. I heard you guys before the show, you guys seem to be awake to this issue, right? Right. Okay. And the reason you're awake to this issue is because you're using your mind. You're thinking, right. Other people, their research is 10 minutes of watching the news. Okay. That's my programming. Tell live vision programming. They're not doing any research. They're not fact. Oh, fact checker said this must be true. Fact checker said, this isn't true. Must be true. It's unreal. What's going on. Those people don't even know that there's censorship happening right now. Don't even know that you can't like, like Mike, Mike Adams, God bless him. Don't, I don't, I, I have issues with some of the stuff. He's like a baller. He, he can't see flat earth, but that's okay. He's really good at some of the other stuff he does. He started a platform called Brighteon, Bright, Bright, Brighteon, like just like YouTube, tons of stuff. You can't post a Brighteon video about a cat. Okay. On YouTube. It's like, we, we don't allow anything from this. Like, he's got some really hard hitting stuff on there. Right. So People don't even know that there's censorship going on. This is the shutting down of our minds. And I don't know what's going to happen this fall, next year, next three years. I think the world could be a very, very different place. If you guys know what I mean. Yeah, I get what you mean. And that's uh, leading into another uh, massive long story. Yeah. But um, with the time we've left, I know Steve yeah. is anxious to get back into questions, but I'll give you over to Grace because I know she wants to get in with some of her questions. But uh, yeah, no, thanks for that, Dave. Hi Dave. <clears throat> thanks. Thanks for, oh, for being, thanks for being with us and for everything that you do. Um, I, uh, I just really know about flat Earth this year, so it's a lot of, you know, in, in curiosity on my part, and just I just want to keep listening to many more. So you know, and, and thanks for Roy introducing that. Oh, he had you. So I said, yeah, let's have, let's have Dave now. Um, and, and since you meant you had Ruth and you mentioned about when during that time that they were teaching flat earth and, um, Roy also shared that when he asked, uh, that his son seven believes that earth is flat. So I'm, I, I wanted to know in terms of the kids, right? Cause I want my, I have two little grandchildren and I do want them to be critical thinkers. So, right. So that you don't tell them the earth is flat. Show them, hey, some people think this. <laughs> Just try not to laugh when you uh, show the heliocentric model. And some people think this. What do you think? Right. And teach them to have their own opinions 
and to do the re research. Come out now as they get older and do like according to the math, according to the curvature formula, um, I shouldn't be able to see the surface of the water, let alone beyond three miles, but 15 miles away, 20 miles away. Uh, I can. Hmm. What's going on there? So once you said the, if you search for any of this stuff online, you're not, you're going to get propaganda. Your mind's going to get tired. You get all of this garbage. They're under loading up 20, 50, hundred videos every day or every hour, just crap. Just basically they're polluting the punch bowl. Okay. They're literally filling it with turds and I can't fruit anymore. So that's what the app does. And what I tell people is like yourself, just every day, watch the daily video. Every day there's a new video. Just watch the daily video, video a day. And then if you got more time, watch what comes. I sent you, Dave, how does the sun set on flat earth? And I sent you a video on it. Um, the next video that pops up is going to be an anti-flat earth video. They're, they're going to serve you. If you watch it in the app, the app will serve you good video after good video after good video. And there's endless information there. We're adding more every single day. And there, will this be also appropriate for kids or are you going to, uh, is your app also good for children? That is, the, so yes and, and no, I can't guarantee I'll have tons of curse words in it. Maybe occasionally a curse word comes in. So could a curse word get in? Maybe. Um, they are good for kids. There's tons of videos in there that, um, that are that are good. I'm adding a, a button. I have a button. It's called uh, Conspiracy Music Guru. Great for kids. Check out that button. Okay. Great songs. It's even great for adults. He does these music videos. So much information, and that basically make you laugh, and you can't stop singing the song. So, um, we're also adding other. Uh, I'm gonna, a button just like videos for kids. Make sure there's no curse words. Make sure it's kid friendly. There's all, all sorts of stuff happening with that. There's kids' books in the book section on the app. So you can find books and we're adding more and more all the time. So yeah, like, like is this interview kid-friendly? I think it is. But there's other interviews on, on where that language is much more loose. So I try to put warnings on anything that has language. So. Oh, okay. But th thank you. That's good to know. Now, um, when it, I've heard you um, emphasize that because of learning this and then because of you've done your research that your life has changed much in terms of your happiness. And, um, and then you also emphasize that, you know, it's your chains of perception. Now, um, what would that be for those also there? I believe that there are also other people who they're not, um, they don't know about this, but they, they look happy to me. They look successful to me. So you mean people it, that it, think the earth is a globe and are, are happy and successful? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So so yeah. So there, you know, there are people that are doing very well in this world. I was one of them. I had my own business, making lots of money, you know, had a good amount of free time. But life, I make less money now, and life is so much better. It's fantastic because when you see the world for what it is, this creation, when you understand who you are. Life is so much lighter and fascinating. I have not been bored for one second. If I get insomnia, I'm happy. I got five hours. If I wake up at three o'clock in the morning, I got five hours before I have to talk to anybody. This is phenomenal, right? Not that it happens very much, but um, life is interesting. Conversations isn't just about sports and weather and politics, right? What do people talk about? Sports, weather, and politics. 
okay? And golf, okay? It's, it's boring. There's so much more to this world and what it was and, and discovering and creating our new world. Um, life, uh, I can't find enough time in the day. You know, I, 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 I said, God, I need more time. I don't have time. I don't have enough time. And then God gave me insomnia where I didn't, I needed like five hours less sleep. So now I got five hours more every day. And then I said, I, I, I can't keep up with all of the, all of the research, all the videos that I need to watch. And then God showed me that there's a double speed button. So now I could watch videos at twice the speed. So now that five hours turned into 10 hours. So now I can research for 18 hours a day. Okay. Well, I'm with you. <laughs> Times with two. So 36 hours of, you know, whatever. My point is, my point is, sure, you can be happy, but you're missing out a lot. You're missing out on what this true creation is. I think that we need to be here and honor this life and, and really make the most of it. And once you understand that, um, you know, uh, that, that, that that's, you know, what is happiness? I used to think it was money and possessions. I think it's freedom. Well, hmm, maybe people aren't so happy right now. Um, there is freedom and, and loving other people and experience this world and experiencing nature and growing food. I mean, it, it's amazing. I saw a meme the other day that I used to be really hip, but now I'm taking pictures of my vegetables in the garden. Right. <laughs> so I don't know the world, <laughs> the world is an amazing place. And, uh, and I think that, you know, happiness is all relative. And I, I'm with you with that. I think we're all with you that the world is amazing. And what, what really makes us happy recently is to be able to talk about things that are out of, out of the ordinary. And that actually gives me excitement. And talking about sleep, yeah, I was busy listening to you while I'm organizing. So I only had two hours sleep because, and- Well, yeah, and there, also, there's lots of audio stuff. Yeah. No, I was gonna say there's lots of audio, like whenever I'm doing something, you know, that's mindless, you know, whether if I was mowing the lawn or going to drive or whatever, it's never silent. It's like, I'm always listening, learning stuff, you know, talking to somebody. Um, not that you need to do that all the time, because some silence is very healthy. But um, it's, it's good to, you know, not have an idle mind when it doesn't need to be idle. So what I did is when I, I couldn't fall back to sleep. So I said, let me go out and look at look at the sky. <laughs> look at and since I don't live near the shore, so because it's easy for me to see that it's flat when I'm standing at the shore, right? It's just flat. But then when I look up, right. it's like, oh, it doesn't look flat no matter how I look at it. It's still so but but what do I'm understanding it? There's still some kind of a um, dome there, right? And that's all the part of that is space. Well, it, it has to do with the way our eyes work and, 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 and how we see. So when you look into the distance, we see the same distance in all directions, right? You with me there? Mm -hmm. So if I'm standing at the center of a circle, the, 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 my vision creates a circle around me. Um, where did my new, my video go on that? So oh, here it is. So I'm standing here and this is the limit of my vision, right? So I can see the same distance in all directions. Well, the limit of your vision works in all directions. So if we make this three dimensional, right? As the sun just travels across, it appears to get closer and higher and lower. So we see in this sphere, that's how our eyes work, right? You see that? Mm -hmm. So, 
So here, here's how, let me just show you this. This is, um, this chain is getting smaller. Why? Because it's going away. It's going away. It's getting smaller due to perspective, right? So people say, well, if the earth is flat, uh, the sun should get smaller as it goes away, right? So we're looking at these lines. See these lines here? They kind of look like they're going down, but these lines are all really parallel, but it's the way our eyes work. These lines look like they're tilted down, okay? So as the sun goes away, it's really going straight away, but it's going to look like it's going down. And so from this guy's point of view, he's got his back to us. When the sun starts going, it starts going, looks like it's going down. It's just literally going away. Okay. This is a level line. These lines are all level, just like I showed you. Okay. So we take a train car, we put it all the way up there. It's already small. So as it goes away, it doesn't really get much smaller. Okay. This is without any atmospheric magnification. So here we have a wiffle ball and six feet away, we have another wiffle ball of the same size, but it looks smaller. You with me? Mm -hmm. It looks smaller. So if I move my camera down the track, that one would get bigger and I turn around and this one would be smaller, but uh, this one is already far away. So if I lift this, <laughs> excuse me, if I lift the camera up, I'm not getting any closer. This one becomes almost the same size as this one, mm -hmm. right? Because it's already far away. And if I rolled this one down the track, it would stay the same size. Well, flip that upside down. That's the sun just going away, going down. Okay. And that's, uh, I forget the name of the effect, but when it's already far away, it's already shrank. And as it goes away, it just appears to go down. And uh, that's how that works. So the way we look at it influences also how we perceive it. Absolutely. Right. And, uh, and, you know, again, let me just show you one more and then, then, and then we're gonna have to wrap it up. Final question. Mm -hmm. um, did I, did I show you my flat earth kitchen model? Right, Roy? I don't think so. So here is this line. It's level. I proved that it's level and I'm moving the sun along it. And we're watching this from an elevated, from a, a celestial point of view, right? Now, this here could be a land obstruction, mountains, or just uh, atmosphere clouds, but the sun is above it. So now I have a camera on the other end on the, on the counter looking at the same thing we just saw from a terrestrial point of view. And if I showed you this first, I said, is this line level? And you'd be like, no, it's going down. And I'm like, is the sun going below this mountain or this cloud deck? And you'd be like, yes. Well, it's not. It's just perception and i'm going to zoom in look at the line now it's almost going straight down if i told you this line was level you would say no it's not and this line right here whether it's ten thousand feet in the air or the cloud deck or hills or treetops it, it all gets compressed in the horizon so here it is here's a real sunset look this is the atmospheric deck of opacity right here and the sun is just going beyond it just like it's going beyond here the level sun is going beyond and then I'm zoomed in on this. If I zoomed out, the space between where the sun appears to be setting and the apparent horizon literally gets compressed together and you can't even see it. That's how the sun appears to set. It's just going beyond the limit of your vision. Okay, thank you. Now, uh, this is my last question. What, what, do you have any thoughts or a um, message for those who have experienced like near death and then they shared when they came back again, right? And they shared that they've been out there, that they saw things. So, yeah. okay. so here's the thing, it's, uh, it's your, you know, you could have a, a near death experience and your 
worldview is going to shape the way you explain these things. If I brought a flat earther and uh, someone's never heard of flat earth, it's a globey um, up to, let's say we can get up to 300,000 feet and they'd look down, the globey would see a ball and the other person would go, no, no, that's a flat circle I'm looking at. Okay. Because you can't tell whether it's a ball or not. Um, you know, you can just see a shape and you're, you assume, uh, assume many things. So, you know, the, the, as I talk, these are, some of these are flat, some of these are balls, right? Um, and, but you can't tell just by looking at it. So if you believe the earth is a globe, you might use globe words to describe your experience. Okay. So again, it's very similar. Like, let's say the next pond over, we call that the Mars pond. And the next one is the Saturn pond. Okay. And maybe Mars is the sun over there and Venus is the moon over there. Venus has phases like our moon. <clears throat> so to your question is, you know, those experiences are being explained through their, through their eyes, through, through yeah. their, their worldview. Okay. All Thank right. You. Thank you so much. Um, any other questions before I wrap it up? No, I'm so, good. So the, the, my app is $2.99. Oh, that's why he's doing it. No, I gave up a lot of money for this. <laughs> um, the, the app is $2.99. Just go read the reviews. Don't believe me. Go read the reviews in the Google Play Store, the Apple App Store, highest rated app in the store. Everybody loves it. And when I come out with this friend finder thing, it's going to be a game changer. It's going to bring people together. Amazing. Flat Earth, Sun, Moon, and Zodiac Clock App by Blue Water Bay. There's a knockoff out there by the Flat Earth Society. It's by the Ron Media Group. Um, that is not me. Don't send me an email telling me my app stinks. It's not my app. It's a, it's a controlled um, disinformation app. Um, so check that out. All the links. If you can't find it, you can just go to my website. Very easy. I'm give you, I have different domains that will take you there, but flatearthdave.com flatearthdave.com. You can find my podcast. You can find my channel. You can find my app. You can find all sorts of stuff. And uh, the final word I have is don't let them change your mind. Don't let them control your mind with cartoons because that's what they're doing. Everything you know about space was told to you by somebody, maybe a guy wearing a bow tie, and they showed you cartoons. Thanks. And I would hey, highly recommend the app. I, I, I've since I've had you on the show, I have the app. It's fantastic, and as you say, three bucks. I mean, you wouldn't be able to buy a coffee for it. And the videos are incredible. I've got fantastic knowledge from it. Thanks. So I would highly. And just when you're explaining flat Earth to somebody, you can show them the visual, the sun going around, and the seasons and whatnot. Um, there, there is a pop up. It says, would you like to subscribe for 99 cents? You do not need to. You can exit out. There's no commercials. There's no wait time. Exit out. and only shows up once a day. Okay. But if you want to support me further, feel free, but don't feel like you have to do it. Get the app and don't subscribe unless you grab that app first thing every day before you pee and watch the video. Okay. Then you have to subscribe. Because if I find out that you're peeing after you watch the video, okay, I'm coming for you. <laughs> all right i got i do have to go because i think i'm late but you know it happens thank you very much Dave. Thank thanks, you very much. Guys. thanks a lot Dave. thank you Cheers. all right see, see you thanks bye-bye